When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. episode of Music City 901. I'm your host, Brandon Hall, and we're going to call this one part three of the Nashville Christmas bombing. Going to be going over the 911 calls. We have several of those to go over, and also the the call to the police a year prior trying to report the bomber actually being reported uh, as making bombs. And some details about that, some other details along the way as well, some of the aftermath still, and uh, just really a bunch of information today. But because we have so much of it, we're going to go ahead and get the first call rolling and go into a little bit of details about it. 911, what is the address of your emergency? 178 2nd Avenue North. 178 2nd Avenue North? Yes. Okay, what's the phone number you're calling from? I don't want to give it. Okay, what's your name? Brian. Brian, what's going on there? There have been three rounds of gunshots inside the building. First about seven or eight minutes ago. And then about five minutes ago. What floor are the shots on? I can't tell. Okay. Four-story building, okay. And it has an atrium within the middle of the building, so there's four units on each floor. And there's four floors, and there's an open atrium. Okay. Did you see or hear anything else? No. to verify it's going to be 178 2nd Avenue North. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk to officers when they come out? No. I'm too scared to come out of the apartment. Okay. Well, I want to advise going out of the apartment, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and let you go. If something changes or gets worse, give us a call back. 
please tell me, though, how are the cops going to get into the building? What do you mean? How are they going to get into the building to investigate this? What do you mean, how are the cops going to get inside? Well, there's gunshots going on in the building. Well, the officers would take every precaution they can to get inside the building to make sure everything's okay. 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 You're welcome. So those of you who were not familiar with kind of the time frame that this happened and the way that it kind of played out and everything, the RV from security videos, things like that, it showed up there on Second Avenue where this all happened at around one twenty-two in the morning. There wasn't too much going on. I mean, it's just, you know, regular downtown, middle of the night type stuff. People that live down there, most of them were already asleep. This call that we just heard came in at 526 in the morning about shots fired. Sounded like they were inside the building. I don't know if that's actually been confirmed or not. I still haven't heard exactly. But there were uh, a few calls stating just that, that there were, there were shots fired in the building. So we had several reports of it. This guy here, obviously scared. If 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 I'm hearing gunshots inside a building that I live in, you know, I'm, I'm going to be pretty scared. I'm I'm going to be on pretty heightened alert. Now, on this, the dispatcher did what she could to, you know, get what information. But being that he was inside the building, he didn't see anything. It you know, it was pretty obvious there was not much he could give other than the amount of shots he's heard and kind of the frequency of them, which he gave. Now, as far as him asking about how the officers are going to get in the building. A lot of downtown areas, the officers have been in these buildings before. They have codes to get in. You know, most of them they do, especially like this area there. The the vast majority of those those places have been, they're occupied, and they've passed along uh, access codes to the police so they can easily get in and out if there's any type of emergency, like a medical emergency, whatever like that. But overall with this one, pretty scary stuff. You're woken up at 526 in the morning by somebody shooting, likely or maybe inside your building. And there was a little bit of audio bleed over from, I think it may have been another call that they were recording in the background. I'm not exactly sure. I checked multiple sources on that, and that's just the way it is, I guess, sometimes with calls like that. It's just, you know, everybody makes a little mistake, not a big deal. But we'll go ahead and get into the next call. Metro National 911, what is the address of your emergency? 166 2nd Avenue North. Is that off the church and commerce? Yes. What's the phone number you're calling from? It's just the building. I'm calling from, um... What's your name? My name is Kim. Kim, is there a name for that building? It's called the Ray Building. Um, R-H-E-A. But I don't need any police inside the building. We're hearing gunshots on the street. Okay. Um, how many shots did you hear? We've heard it happen three times now, and each time it sounds like it's six or seven shots. And it's happened, like, it happened, and then, like, 30 minutes later it happened, and then, again, like, 20 minutes later it happened. Okay. We haven't seen anything. I'm afraid to heard it. It happened about, what, that's 10 minutes ago? Yeah. 10 minutes ago. They're coming. Okay. It happened about 10 minutes ago the last time. We haven't right, seen so, anything, however. You haven't seen anything else? Or heard anything else? No, it's been about 10 minutes. We haven't seen or heard anything, and, you know, we haven't raised our shades because we're trying not to draw any attention to our windows. Yeah. All right, it looks like we already have the oh, call, and one, we do yeah. have the officers on it already. Oh, you, you, has somebody else already called? 
Yeah, someone else called. Uh, we do have officers. Actually, one's outside Great. that building. Thank you. Yeah, I hear somebody out there right now. Thank you so much. No problem. You have a good day. Okay, bye. So there we have kind of more of the same. Not exactly. This uh, caller actually says the gunshots are coming from outside, which likely was the case. There were still some conflicting reports. Uh, I don't think I've still heard anything that's concrete one way or another. Most likely it came from the, the speakers that the RV had rigged up, the loudspeakers outside, that was announcing the the message that we have played on the show you know, before. Then there's still some talk as to why there were gunshots that were played over the speakers, if that was the case. If it was to try to draw law enforcement down there, if it was try to gain the attention of people to where they'll wake up and hear this message, we might not ever know the actual answer to that. That call came in at 534. The next one is at 538. 911, what is the address of your emergency? It's 2nd Avenue North. We have a recording out here saying there's a limited time to evacuate this area on one on Second Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Is that you guys? Second Avenue. Is that long? We're at on Second. One sixty six Second Avenue North. There's a recording out there that's saying there's a limited time to evacuate this area. There's a large bomb inside this vehicle. Hmm. Um. Let me check and see what we got. Can you please send the police up here. Meanwhile, I'm getting dressed. Can you please send the police up here? Yeah, we definitely can. 166 2nd Avenue North. It looks like we have them I'm right sorry, out. I'm sorry, in a panic. Okay. Um, the, we do have officers right out out there, like right near 178, which is right. Right. Are they right. reporting anything about this recording that we're hearing? Um, we got, like, a call about shots being heard. Yeah, shots, but now there's a, there's, there's a sound on there that says there's a limited time to evacuate this area. There's a large bomb inside the vehicle that is playing over and over and over outside. Gotcha. And I was just concerned that that's the police car saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, um, I don't see anything in this call, but they are out there, so I don't know. Okay, have okay, thank you. I'm going to look out the window. Do you want thank to you. speak to an officer? No, no, no. I'm just going to get dressed real quick. <laughs> Thank you. All Merry right. Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. So as I said, that one was at 5.38. The message had started up. People obviously are waking up. They're hearing this thing now. Uh, they're getting kind of panicky. This woman was, you know, no exception to that. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, she wasn't completely panicked at, the, at this point, but she was on her way there, I could tell, just because she kept talking as the dispatcher was trying to talk. That happens quite a bit. But luckily, in the state that she was in, she actually did manage to, you know, get her clothes on and was leaving the area. I'm glad that she was able to do that. But I can't imagine a scene like this down there with this going off, the the, the message going off like that. As the officers walked by the uh, in the actual body cam video, you could hear them talking and saying, this is really weird. It's like it's something out of a movie, like it's out of that movie Purge. And I can see that. I mean, it, it really does sound that way. So as I said, that was 5.38 in the morning, Christmas morning. Things keep progressing, you know, little by little as we go up in, in each call. Then we have the next one. Oh, my God. What is the address of your emergency? Oh, my God. There, my entire building just fell down, and it's collapsing. I live at 162nd Avenue North. Please come. Please. So the entire building just collapsed. The reef, the reef is collapsing in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Stay with me. Oh, my God. You're okay. You oh said 167 oh north, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's okay. maybe it's just my I don't know what's going on. Ralph, come on, Ralph, okay. come on. Stay with me. I'm getting my shoes now. Yeah, I'm getting my shoes. I'm going downstairs now. Okay, ma'am. Oh my what god. What is your name? Mallory Lucian. Mallory Lucian. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Oh my god. Stay with me. Maybe Stay it's just me. my roof. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're you're perfectly fine. Stay with me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. You're okay. You're doing great. Stay with me. Okay. I just I need to get my keys. I need to. I don't know where they are. I don't know. I'm gonna do you said you have kids with you? Okay. No, just my dog. Okay. I got him. What's the phone number you're calling? Oh my god. Everyone's out. Oh my god. I've got to get up. Oh my gosh. What? Six. We have to get out. We can't be up here. All right. Come on. Come on, Ralph. It's. Oh my god. I think it's an explosion. Ralph, watch out. All right, ma'am. We already have we have responders on the way. Okay, I need to go. Nine one one, back it up. I want you to get out of that Nine place one immediately. Nine one one is already. Okay, I need to let you go. Yeah, get we're out all the getting out. Okay, bye. Right. Thank you. So at this point, I'm actually walking in. I'm literally walking in. I'm walking over to my radio. It's about six twenty eight, six twenty nine. I do see the nine one one board light up. In Nashville, we have radio dispatcher someone that actually is just working on the radio they do that only and then we have the call takers that's the only thing they're doing is taking calls so they're only taking calls like i said right then i'm assigned to the radio and i've mentioned that the radio i have is um, kind of a county-wide type radio where they have it it is all the detectives it's all the auxiliary units um some of the you know during the midnight shift and into early morning uh, day shift, which is what I work, there's not a lot of officers that are on duty at that point. But there are always officers that are monitoring. You know, there's there's always officers on the air. They're, we're 24-7. There they're always are. And as I said in one of the earlier episodes of the other earlier parts of this, I walk in and the, the person I'm uh, getting the radio from says there was an uh, there was a uh, vehicle downtown that had a message going off saying there's a bomb going off and that it just exploded so this is right when i'm walking in everybody from our day shift is walking in to, to catch this and as we heard there the explosion happened a couple of the buildings collapsed the roofs collapsed um not completely on the building collapses but uh the roofs did collapse as we've learned since then i believe seven of the buildings downtown are not going to be uh, able to be moved back in without extensive uh, repairs uh, they may have to be torn down there it's still kind of in the preliminary looking stage to see what kind of structural damage they have all that kind of stuff but as we can hear in that call for very good reason this woman is, is panicking she's trying to get her family together to get them out of the place uh, get people dressed all that and in a call like this all you can really do is get what they're giving you from you know being there on the scene but at the same time, you want to get them out of harm's way as quickly as you can. That's kind of what was happening there. There's, she's trying to report, and the dispatcher's trying to type in. This is something that, that dispatchers in general, we don't get every day. It's all new to us, a lot of us anyway. Uh, myself included, I've, I don't believe I'll have to really, really think hard, but I don't think I've had a, an actual bomb explosion. Certainly not one like this before while I was working on duty. So sometimes, like, you get a call like this, and it's going to catch you a little bit off guard. And I think that may have been what happens with uh, 
happened with everybody when the 911 line started going off like that did. It doesn't happen like that. Christmas morning, every year, it's very slow. I mean, it's incredibly slow on Christmas morning. You know, you can sit there for sometimes a half hour or more without getting a phone call. People are there, you know, they're doing their family stuff. Nobody's fighting yet. For the most part, there's always the exception, but for the most part, nothing really is going on. So to have a bomb go off downtown Nashville at 630 in the morning, that's just not something that's common at all. 911, what's the address of the emergency? I don't know what the address is. I work at Skarmahorn Symphony Center, and it was close to the AT&T building. There was a big explosion. Okay. You said close to the Symphony Center. I have you at 1214th Avenue South by the Hilton Hotel. Is that correct? No, ma'am. The Symphony Center is one symphony place. Is that where you're at right now? Yes, it's down, I believe it's down 3rd Avenue. I didn't see anything fall or anything, but uh-huh. there was a big explosion. Okay, excuse me. And it was closer towards the AT&T building. Towards the AT&T uh, building? Yes, okay. on 3rd. Hang on one second. Why is it not bringing up the artist? He said he heard an explosion. Zero six thirty. Uh, yeah, there's a big explosion on top of a building. Oh, there it is. Okay. I got you. Okay, what is your name? My name is Joseph Kitchens. I'm a security guard for Scrummer Horn. Okay, I got you. And what is the phone number you're calling me from in case I get disconnected? Okay. And you said it came from towards the AT&T building? Yes, on the 3rd Avenue. It's in between 3rd and 4th, but they'll be able to get easier access on 3rd. Okay, did you hear or see anything else? I heard the explosion, and I seen the the explosion on top of the building. You saw it on top of the building? Yes. At the AT&T building? Uh, no, not the AT&T building. One of the buildings closest to it. Okay. Okay. And did you want to speak to officers, Joseph? You, you can send them over here if you want to. Okay. Okay, I'm going to update the call we already have, okay? Do you see right, any fire you. or anything else? Yes, there was a, a big fiery explosion on top of the building. Okay. That's right, what I've seven. seen. But I'm nowhere near, I'm not getting anywhere close to it, I'll tell you that. That scared the right, crap out no, of me. Absolutely. All right, sir, you do. You keep yourself safe, okay? If anything else changes or worsens, you give us a call back. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. So this one was somebody that was off scene from the actual explosion itself. To give you an idea kind of where this guy was, uh, if you're looking on a map from the top, from above head, 2nd Avenue runs north and south off of Broadway. Where this happened was about one block, oh, about a block and a half, two blocks north of Broadway between Commerce and Church Street. This guy was actually down, uh, he was between 3rd and 4th Avenue. That's where, this is where he was talking about is where the Nashville Symphony plays at. It's a very big, very nice building, and it's it actually sits about a block down and a block over from where all this happened at. So 
he was seeing the explosion as he said it, it looked like it was on top of the building he saw it from a couple blocks away over the tops of the building this explosion when it went up it from his vantage point it would have absolutely looked like it came on the top of the building but he didn't actually see the the building itself blowing up like on the top he just saw the flames coming up from the top there's been video released of security uh cameras from various angles even across the the river from where this happened at and you can see a large explosion that happened you can see it go over the top of the buildings like that so that's likely what he was seeing just the huge fireball that actually happened from the explosion itself not necessarily the tops of the buildings blowing up and then we roll on to the next call past that 911 what is the address of your emergency it is at second avenue and i believe church of commerce street there was just a massive explosion downtown with a huge fireball I'm at the Encore Apartments on the 15th floor. Just shook all the windows and just, yeah. Yep, they, oh, we're getting a bunch of calls on it. Yep. Uh, yep, I'll let you, it, yeah, it's, I, I can't see anything. It looks like I can't see through the smoke right now to see exactly what building it is. Yeah, it's right, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's right near one, right in the middle, right near Church 2nd. Okay. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. It looks like something's are, are you, on fire still. Are you Okay. I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, they they are, um, we have officers there. We're getting the fire department out as well, okay? Um, thank you so much. Th- thank you. Bye. So that, again, was kind of the same type of thing. Uh, that guy, the Encore Apartments, that's actually kind of uh, almost right there along the same lines of where the, the last guy over by the National Symphony, he's maybe a half a block away from him. And obviously, like he was saying, up at the 15th floor he had a pretty good advantage about what this what was happening over there he said some of the buildings looked like they still they were still on fire which they were uh they had a lot of uh they had the buildings on fire a couple of the cars were still on fire i mean it, it really was a cluster down there and it just kept getting bigger and bigger as we went along and from that with the fire and everything like that uh there was some recordings uh that were put out from the fire department their response uh it was from a local scanner and it's uh, it's it's a lengthy call uh, set of calls um well i say set of calls it's radio traffic um i'll uh, start playing them i'll kind of do what i did on the last episode and just kind of talk above to give a little insight as to what they're talking about when they're they're saying it uh we'll we'll see about playing all of it i, I don't know that we'll have to do the whole thing but just to give you an idea of what what was going on down there on the scene from the fire department's perspective which also we're working that that aspect as well our our center does the entire thing so we were part of that as well. This is nice. Yes, ma'am. We've had some type of explosion, looks like from the Broadway area. All of Station 9 is responding, trying to locate. Copy that. And just so you guys are right, we're getting several uh, alarms downtown as well now. Copy. Let's hold off on dispatching just any of the alarms so we can figure out what this is because it's probably going to all be related. Copy that. And they were all related. And, uh, if you will, go ahead and give me a uh, work in the channel. Uh, looks like it's going to be up in the area of the courthouse. Let's go ahead and dispatch this as a structure fire with a full assignment. Give me a work in the channel until I can get you an exact address. Uh, let's go ahead and put it in as uh, 2nd Avenue and Gay. So what are you saying there, 2nd Avenue and Gay? That's, that's actually about a block, two blocks north of where this actually happened at. Um, from his vantage point, uh, he was a, a bit back off from it. 
So he may have been seeing this a little bit differently than, you know, where it actually was. He was just kind of giving an estimate from what he could see. And as far as the full response for a structure fire, what he was saying is, uh, go ahead and start. That's going to be for a structure fire downtown in one of those buildings. It would be likely considered commercial. I don't, I don't think he mentioned anything about it being a high rise or anything of that nature, but it would be somewhere around four fire engines, two fire trucks, a, a heavy rescue, uh, likely an ambulance along with them and then a few district chiefs to handle all the safety issues so it's a lot of pieces of equipment that actually were headed down there district nine's all responding units be on uh second avenue north and commerce let's everybody stop in second brawl figure out what's going on all right b1 do you have any channel this District 9, all units, let's stay back two blocks. Repeat, stay back two blocks. We've had some type of large explosion. So we can figure out what's going on. So what he meant there uh, a couple of seconds ago about saying, have you got me a channel? They don't all work off the same channel. They do initial dispatch on one channel, and then they assign a second channel uh, for any type of operations they have. For this, it would be a what they call a tactical operating channel. It's a separate channel. It's dedicated to this incident and this incident only. There's no other radio traffic. You know, say if there's a medical call for some little lady that fell down on a patch of ice or something like that, that's going on a different channel. They only handle this call like a big call on a, a tactical operating channel. So that's what they're asking for on this. District 28, you can cancel. I'm already around. District 28, you can cancel. What's up, 9, District 9? District 9, to all responding units, I need you to stay black. One more. We've had a large explosion. If we can figure out what's going on, make sure we don't have any secondaries. B6, this is District 9. District 9, go ahead. Give me a second alarm. Have my second alarm stage at 5th and Broadway. Repeat, second alarm stage at 5th and Broadway. And by second alarm, he means uh, when we get a second alarm, I'm not sure if it's the same everywhere else, but in Nashville, a second alarm is a exact copy of the first alarm. So the first alarm is the initial response they got. All those units I said, it's a complete duplicate of that. So they're getting twice as many units as they were before. Copy, fifth alarm, uh, second alarm, stage on fifth and Broadway. Uh, show me in route, please. Copy. District 9, you two, where you at? Truck 9, District 9. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Jeff, we're going to come around from uh, Church Street and get on the north side of this stage on Church Broad. Copy. I want everybody to stay at least one block away till we figure out exactly what's going on. We've got structural damage for at least one solid block. Command Engine 2, what's your location? On a medic run, uh, truck 9, District 9 on 1st Avenue, Rhodesio. There's uh, wood and glass blown out all over 1st Avenue. Okay. Command, what engines do I have on the scene in addition to Engine 9? Looks like Engine 9, Engine 12, and Engine 2 are all headed your way. Copy. And the Engine 12 or Engine 2? Engine 12. 
District 17 BC, would you show me en route? My computer's not up yet. Command Engine 12, stand at all wheel, come in off of 3rd Avenue Church Street, catch you a plug in that area, but hold back. That's copy. We just got off James Robinson. We're passing the courthouse. We can turn on 3rd. So what he's saying there, they're getting everybody ready to start fighting a fire if they have to. They're, he's directing the units in where he needs to, where they need to go to. And when he says a plug, that means a fire hydrant. That's what we call them here in Nashville. We call them plugs. So if, uh, you know, where he's going to, he's going to go and get them set up as close to a, a fire hydrant as they can. Go ahead and have them hook up to it, have it ready to go. So when they're given the okay, they can start fighting the fires that are down there immediately. They're just setting up and getting everything ready to go. Copy. Command engine two. Copy. Go ahead and put the plug. Thank you, to command. Be aware some of those buildings have apartments above them. Copy. Command is being sick. You just want your on the scene to command that location other than companies already having an assignment. Command to all units. Command to all units are confirmed with PD. This is an explosive device. I need everybody to stay back at least one block. Engine 12 at 3rd Church on the plug. Rescue 12 at 3rd Church. Matter 2. Second and broad. Engine 19 is in route. Second, I have new command fire assistant. Fire right, assistant, go ahead. Okay, Chief, here we got. They responded on the shots fired. They pulled up, had an RV. They were notified there was an explosive device in the RV, and then it detonated. Uh, right in the middle of Second Avenue, in between Gay and Commerce. DDS around. I've got everybody holding one block off. I've also requested USAR, but we're not going to send anybody down so uh, we can hear that the LD folks. We do have fire, but it appears to be just the vehicle in the middle of the road. We've got heavy structural damage, multiple buildings, and a lot of those buildings have apartments, but I don't know if they're occupied at this time. I don't have anybody coming out. So what he was saying there, he was just kind of giving a rundown to the actual fire chief, the the main fire chief that was on duty at the time. Uh, he may or I'm, I'm sure he probably knew uh, what was going on, but he was not completely aware. Uh, as he was saying, he's the Second Avenue Command District Nine was. He was the one down on the scene. He was just trying to give an update to the the, the fire actress Catherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over sixteen thousand dogs. Says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints odors and health than ever before she believes there's a link between canine health and diet after extensive research she developed superfood complete a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend superfood complete isn't just about deliciousness though dogs love the taste it's about supporting overall well-being in addition to providing a healthy option for your pet badlands ranch the maker of superfood complete also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 
and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular price order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to badlandsranch.com slash mc911 today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Chief, that's on due to the time. Now, he said he's uh, starting USAR, which is the Urban Search and Rescue, just in case they had to go in these buildings and try to find people that might have still been in there. Copy. I'll be there in just a minute. Engine 19 is on the scene. Squatty, where do you want us to stay, Jeff? We're up here at Church Commerce. Engine 9 can hit the fire with a deck gun if you would like that. And look, two vehicles on fire. And uh, I think it's far enough away from the building right now that it's uh, not. But it is that AT&T building that houses all the communications. That's a copy. We'll stand by just a minute. Let me get eyes on it. It's too sick, man. All right. Everybody still stay back. Apparently there's ammunition in the vehicles that are cooking off. Engine out. Hold off on pulling any water right now. I've got eyes on it. If we can, we're just going to let that try to burn out, but we'll keep an eye on that AT&T building. Engine 9, copper. Engine 5 is uh, on the plug. They're going to be our water supply. Copy. Engine 19 Command, where are you located at? I am at 3rd and Gay, Chief. Uh, technically, I guess it's 3rd and Church. Engine 2, Command. Command, go. Engine 2 is on the plug. It's 2nd and Bank. That's a copy. Thank you. And to give you an idea of some of the locations they're given, uh, the one district said he's at, uh, he initially said third and gay, but then he revised it to third and church. So from where the explosion happened at, that's about one block over and about a half a block up. The uh, engine two said that he's at second and bank street. That's about a block and a half directly North and within eyesight of where this is going on. Next 12. On scene, you want to say, Command? Uh, command, do we have an EMS chief on the scene? District 17, I'm 30 seconds out. Uh, yeah, I'll set up your medical branch, and where would you like for me to have the medic unit stage? Chief, let's keep him down on Broadway. Let's say third and broad. And if you go ahead and get dispatched to a separate channel, please. That's affirmative. I'm a scene, and I'm staging at third and broad. Medic units report third and broad. Copy. Well, the Assistant to Command. I'm on the scene up here with you. Rescue to the command. We have victims in the building above decks. We're going to get as many out as we can. Copy. I'm going to stage your EMS units, then I'll have them come in on set uh, right there at Commerce to stage, and I'll get you some help. 
command to engine and rescue 12. If you report to me at second in church, I'm going to sign you with rescue 2. Command and responding you, sir. Are you in route yet? Captain on engine 9, I'm going to be with you, dude. still with the engine. That's copy. Three, don't see in church in third. Can you decide to move towards rescue to assist them in getting people out? District 19 on the thing. Engine 19 on the thing. I'm... Truck 9 command. Truck 9 is staged on second and engine. Uh, wait for assignment. Medical branch to all medic units. B7 will be our operating channel. B7 will be our operating channel. Switch up. So the reason they're doing this as far as getting an, an additional channel over top of what they got going on, they're moving the, the medical branch to the, the next channel up. That way they can do their own operations on that channel without impeding any type of uh, actual operations that are going on on the, on the other channel. So they're, they're separating the fire from the EMS because there's a lot of units going on this and there's going to be a lot of chatter. They try to separate it down into different branches like that. So you have the main command and then you have your medical branch past that. 29 on the scene, reporting to command. District 8 on the scene, reporting to command. Medical branch, I was directed. You just set up an MCI. Did we hurt any uh, number of victims as of yet? Operations to engine 9. Get ready to deploy your deck on the fires until you get my order. Air 19, air out. Operations to staging. Engine 3 on scene behind Tiller 9. Engine 3, get your crew together. Report to me at uh, second and church. I'll have you assist rescue 2 with uh, rescue. Operations to rescue two. How are you on manpower, Captain? Command operations. Medical branch is going to be on B seven. Rescue two to command. We're sending all occupants of this uh, loft to second commerce. Copy that, Cap. I've got ambulances coming to that location. We're setting up triage there. How are you on manpower? What else do you need up there? Scotty, I think we're good. So far, most everybody seems uh, minor to no injuries, but uh, the building is pretty devastating. So one of the things he mentioned there is an MCI. For us, that's considered a mass casualty incident. You may have heard that with other you know, big incidents around the nation. Uh, for us, mass casualty incident, it's it, it's anything over four people that are injured. Uh, at this point, we are still gathering information. This is still very early on in all this. We don't know how many people are actually hurt. There could be, you know, there could be nobody hurt at all. There could be hundreds of people hurt. We just don't know. So we went ahead and when we get with something like that, we notify the local hospitals and let them know what's going on and to expect people to be coming in. They get all their nurses ready. They've got their own protocols. I'm not exactly sure what they do, but it just kind of gives everybody a heads up. Copy. I'm going to go ahead and open the deck gun up on these vehicles on the road so we can take that out of the equation. Just make sure all your folks are out of the way of the street. You good with that, Cap? 
operations to engine nine. Once you get your water supply going, let's go ahead and hit what fires you can from your end. And I'm going to pull engine two down. I don't think you can reach these vehicles on the upper end. I'm going to let engine two hit this end. District 28, I'm on the scene. I am located down here with engine five, engine 19, and rescue two. Engine five, copy. Rescue 13 on the scene, reporting to command. Operations to District 28. Chief, if you want to run the rescue group for me with Rescue 2, if you want to take charge of that group, I'd appreciate it. That's not I'll be up there as soon as I get the gear. Command operation. Command operation. Engine 9, P2, Engine 9, P1. Go ahead. Disregard. Just that. Operations to rescue two. Rescue two, go ahead. I believe this building's going to be clear. Yeah, I believe we got everybody out, uh, but there is some other buildings that have lost some things above them, Scotty. Copy. How many victims do you end up with total, Pat? Uh, I couldn't tell you an accurate number, but I'd say probably. 20 to 30 people were evacuating out of here. They were uh, pretty panicked, so it's kind of hard to keep count. Copy. How many of them are going to need medical attention? Maybe one or two that I saw. I sent them to Second Commerce. Walking wounded. This is Special Ops C to Command. Where are you located? Command is going to be down here at Church and Second. Moving back up to third, four third. Operations to rescue two. Once you're out of that building, I need you to pull back. Operations to all units. We're extending the perimeter. Want everybody back either to Broadway, First Avenue, Union Street, or Fourth Avenue. Nobody any closer. Rescue two to command. We're going to declare this building the 130 loss clear. Copy that, Cap. I understand about the other buildings, but due to the risk, we are pulling everybody back. So once you're out, I need you to get back to Broadway. Copy that. Engine 9, Engine 12. Go ahead, Engine 9. Are you still wanting a uh, deck plug on RV? Operation Rescue 2. We've just had a collapse. So one of the things they were saying just there about having everybody pull back once they were done with their uh, search and rescue on the inside of the buildings they were at, they wanting to pull everybody out and get them out of the buildings. That was for good reason. One of the buildings did collapse right then. So if they would have been inside the building, they would have had you know firefighters go down. I'm pretty sure that a lot of those people that were in the building, they self-evacuated directly after this. I mean, they, they saw what happened. So, and they, you know, the, the actual buildings they were in, the walls were knocked out. The windows were knocked out. They they managed to get out. On one of the previous episodes I talked about with the the police body camera, that was some of the people that, that got out there. They ran across the street, and they came directly from one of the buildings that were uh, across the street that blew up. Rescue 2, we're coming out. Rescue 2, engine 12, P1, location. Four on the uh, medicine that's a permanent chief. We are cannibal. 
they got a medical branch. Each one of them have their own kind of, uh, it's almost like a smaller command. It's one person that they report to. And then when information is gathered by those people, they can report it to the entire command. That's where you hear things like chain of command. That's how this works on this. They have it set up pretty well. It's going pretty well on this too. So are they where you can visibly see that? Do you just know that you have people still in the building and which building are you talking about? Uh, we are right in Taco Bell and they're outside talking to us. It's uh, like an Airbnb place. Tell them they need to evacuate. I need everybody pulled out. Do not go in the building to search. Anybody you can see, I need them out. Tell them we've got to have the scene cleared by EOD before we can make entry back. District 28 Command, we do have one person in a building down here. We told him to come out, so yeah, we'll back on up. That's, that's perfect, Chief. Truck 9, Engine 2. Engine 2, Truck 9, go ahead. Hey, what's your location? We got one of your uh, crew with us. Second in Union. North Sector to Operation. Operations, go ahead. Yeah, I'm staying the quarters of the Union. I just fixed the unit up here with me. ARD has a 13, truck 9, it's 2. Half is 13. 55 here. So that's where the audio that I have cuts off. You can tell, like I said, it's been, it's chaotic down there. It's over the top. There's a lot of units talking. It's nonstop. And I just, I kind of wanted to give you an idea from the fire department's aspect and especially the fire department dispatcher side, even though you didn't hear him talking very much on there at the first of it, they do after a while though, there's, there's not too much that we can jump in there and interject with unless there's some pertinent information. Uh, it sounds like they were gathering most of the information down on the scene. So there's not too much that we can pass along to them. They're doing their searches and their rescues, uh, evacuating people out. They had to pull out themselves after a while for good reason. They didn't know if there was going to be any, as they said, secondaries going off down there. So go ahead and pull everybody back a couple blocks. That way, if there are any secondary explosive devices that go off, the actual person personnel down there on the scene are going to be safe. The next call I'm going to get into is a little bit different. It didn't actually happen there that day. This is the one I was talking about that actually happened last year. It was the attorney calling in. This this was call was made on August 21st of 2019. I'll just go ahead and play it, and we'll talk about some of the details of it afterwards. Metro Nashville 911, what is the address of your emergency? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Let me explain to you what I got. I'm, I'm an attorney here in Nashville, have been about 30 years. My name is Ray Throckmorton. Phone number I'm calling from is, and that is my personal cell phone. I have a client who has called me this morning, and her full legal name is Pam Pamela Perry, and she has made a number of, of threats about her own life, and I believe her to be at the following address. It is 3816 Seifert Lane, spelled S-Y. F-E-R-T, that's Nashville, Tennessee, 37211. 
I am on my way to that address right now. She is armed. She has firearms. She has told me that this morning. She is supposedly with the firearms on the front porch. But I can tell you that if a bunch of police cars and ambulances pull up with sirens wailing and lights flashing, that she will shoot herself. So I need a police officer to meet me over there where maybe I can defuse this situation. Okay, I don't want you going right to the house, but just repeat the address for me for verification. It is 3816 Seifert, S-Y-F-E-R-T, Lane, okay, Nashville, is, Tennessee. Okay, is this a house apartment or a duplex, do you know? Uh, it's a home over in, in the Tusculum area okay. uh, off of Haywood Lane. Okay. What is Pamela's description? Is she white, black, Hispanic, Asian? She is white. She's middle-aged. I don't know. Pamela's, what, uh, maybe mid-50s? Yeah. Last time I saw her, she had red hair. Yeah. Last time I saw her, she had dyed her hair red. Okay. And I understand that it was the suicidal threats, but tell me exactly what happened, what she said. She has uh, threatened uh, to take her own life. And she has also given me information about another uh, resident of that part of Nashville who is, um, I think, also got some mental and emotional problems, who is allegedly building bombs in his house on Bakertown Road, which is right off of Antioch Pike. And I have reason to believe that there might actually be more truth to what she's telling me about him than what she's telling me about herself. Okay. So that's not happening at this address. Is that correct? It, it is not. What is the, hold on. Do we know the Bakertown Road address? I, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. That's uh, and, and, that and that guy's name, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell that to the officer when he gets uh, there, but I'm on the way right now. Yeah, I don't want you to go right to the house. So what kind of vehicle are you in? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a black uh, Chevy uh, Avalanche uh, with tinted windows and, and uh, yeah. Is there okay. somewhere that they can, yeah, yeah, I don't want you going right to the house. So is there somewhere that they Yeah, I'm not going right to the house. I can meet you just back from the house on Ezel uh, Road. Okay, that looks at like the corner, at the corner of Cor- and Hayes. Corner of Ezel and, no, no, corner of, of Seifert, S-Y-F-E-R-T, and Ezel. Okay, well, that, I mean, that street is only a couple houses, so that's not very long. Can you wait at the corner of Haywood and Ezel? There's a parking lot right there. I can, I can, yeah, I can wait at the corner of Haywood and Ezel, yes. Okay, um, I'm going to get this sent up, and we'll get somebody out there. Did, so was there anything specific? I understand that she's armed, so was her specific threat to shoot herself, or was that not mentioned? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And was there any other reasoning why or what was going on today? To uh, no, no, dear. Not. I, I got to drive before I call the wreck. So that's all I know right now. I'll meet the officers at the place you told me to. All right. We'll get somebody to you as soon as we can. Right. Okay. Thank you so very much. Mm-hmm. Bye. So there's a lot going on with this call here. Obviously, the girlfriend is the one who's threatened to commit suicide. They go out there. They do talk with her. She is found. She's got a couple small handguns with her. They take those. Um, they put those in her property room. Then they start trying to get her the help she needs on that end. What I'm going to focus on, that's, you know, that's not a, a small deal by itself, but it, it is, you know, compared to what else is going on. So I'm not really going to, you know, hark on that too much. But 
the the bomb making that he was talking about, that's a different story. So, as I've read on this, it seems that the the police department they went out to the, the suspect's house, knocked on his door, got no answer. They turned, they wrote up a report about it. They forwarded it up to the TBI and FBI, both of which ran checks on the guy. Any any type of previous things. The only th- thing that turned up was a marijuana conviction. Uh, I think for possession back in the seventies, that's all they had on him. They had nothing else on him. Uh, no, you know, red flags, radar, anything like that. Nothing on the radar at all. So at that point, there was not much they could do past that. I'm a little bit critical just slightly because it, it is one of those things where you, you have a kind of a, a protocol on how you operate with things like this. It could have been that this girlfriend is just completely crazy. they, there's nothing to it at all. And from everything that it looked like anyway, it seemed that it was like that. But if I was one of the officers out there or actually one of the commanding officers that knew about this incident, which they, they did, I would have tried to make multiple attempts at just talking to the guy. It's something very simple. They go out there a couple shifts, you know, something like that. Just, just go out there, knock on the guy's door a couple more times at different times, make sure he's home, just talk to him. You know, he could have, BS the the officers and you know toss his way out of it, but at least it would have been something that they had followed through with a little bit more than just knocking on the door one time and being done with it past forward and up their their kind of chain. I guess I'm not saying that this could have been prevented, but it might have been able to. And so that's kind of what I would have done different on it. But since all this has happened, there's still been some things going on. Believe it or not, people have started receiving packages from the suspect on this, friends of his. He sent out packages with typed out pages, thumb drives, just things with various files on them. Turns out, I mean, obviously the guy was crazy, but he was more crazy than what we initially thought. So he has, on some of the pages that he was writing and some of the thumb drives, some of the files that he actually put on on the thumb drives, he was talking about all kinds of very, very weird stuff. Um, Like as as far as one of the packages goes, it, it contained at least nine typed pages and two Samsung thumb drives. And one of them starts out saying, Hey dude, this is some of the actual writings on there. Hey dude, you will never believe what I found in the park. The knowledge I've gained is immeasurable. I now understand everything. I mean, everything from who, what we really are to what the known universe really is. Now those are some pretty bold claims. If you really think about it, to know what the universe really is. That's one person here on earth that knows everything about the universe. Highly doubt that. He goes on to say later on some conspiracy theories about the whole 9-11. He said something about the moon landing and 9-11 have so many anomalies they're hard to count. He also said that September 2011 was supposed to be the end game for the planet. He was talking about UFOs beginning attacks on the planet. But then after that, he starts writing about even more bizarre things. Things about reptilians and lizard people that he believed that actually control the earth and had various types of human DNA. One of the writings he put that they put a switch into the human brain so they could walk among us and appear human. Now, I'm not saying that that's uh, the truth or not, but I'll just 
let you kind of make your own decision. I mean, I've made mine. I think everybody else can make their assumption on that as well. But since all this has happened, there's been a lot of different conspiracy theories. A lot of people are coming out of the woodwork, people saying that this was not a bomb, it was a missile, and all kinds of stuff. None of that has been founded. It all looks like, it. I mean, I'm not saying that this is absolute, but everything looks like it's. this is all coming from one guy who went crazy, who thought that there were lizard people from outer space that were infiltrating the world. And he knew all this stuff. And he also thought something about 5G, the new type of cell phone data that's going to happen. That's going to mess with people. So I think he was trying to disrupt some of that as well. When he blew up the RV right in front of the AT&T building. That's really about it. There's no huge conspiracy behind this. It's just one dude who built a bomb in his backyard in his RV pulled it up in front of a building, and blew it up. That's what it seems like. Now, if y'all have any other theories y'all want to discuss any further, I'll try to look into them as best as I can. I'm sure there's other people who have done some studies into it as well. Come on to our podcast discussion at uh, Music City 901 Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. Check out some of our other social media pages at Music City 901 Pod. That's for the Facebook page, the main page where I just kind of put out messages and new episodes, things like that. Check out the Instagram and Twitter pages, both at music city, nine one one and brand new. If you want to check it out, www.musiccity901.com. That's going to be the main website. I'm still working on it. I'm no web developer, so it is a slow process for me to learn how to do all this stuff. I'm working. If anybody has any tips like that, please be, be sure to message me because I'll accept any, any tips or any knowledge I can get from something along the web design uh, department. So I think that'll about do it for this episode. From Music City 911, I'm Brandon Hall. Y'all have a good one.